everybody, and welcome to another exciting episode of the Jerk the Curtain Podcast. This is your host, with the motherfucking most, TJ Bowser, and joining me as always, my tag team partner, the Mid-South Maniac, Corey Kaufman. Hey, everybody! And we are, we are back after a, another hiatus, because we are as spotty as the period here at Jerk the Curtain. <laughs> Oh, that was a fucked up joke. Anyway, anyway, today is March 1st, 2020, and we got a doozy of a fucking episode for you today. But first, Corey Coppin, you know what time it is? It's time for the Slice of Life. What do you got, Mid-South Mania? Oh, man. Uh, it's weird he caught me off off guard with uh, what I had to do last night. Um I don't know. It's it's been pretty busy just getting right back up on things. It's almost spring, so uh, Ghostbusters earn full swing. The Mid South Maniac uh, cosplays back in the game, doing some uh, interesting 3D scan video stuff last night um, as Jason Voorhees. That was fun at Illusion Inc. Tattoo here in uh, South Haven, and then um, man, working on this Pinewood Derby car with my son for Boy Scouts. Um, Everyone thinks Pinewood Derby car. They think like a doorstop with wheels. And we're just going a little above and beyond what we would normally do. Um, probably just to make all the parents mad. So um, we're doing the Ecto-1 from Ghostbusters. Mm-hmm. I sent TJ a couple pictures. Not only is the Ecto-1 going to look like the Ecto-1, I would say um, it's going to have lights and sound because we're just a little bit extra over here at the Kaufman residence. So... <laughs> That's it, man. It's just stupid busy. And then, you know, trying real hard to um, get on, you know, a good schedule so we can help all these jerk offs understand what we're trying to do. Um, So thanks for being patient with us, guys. Uh, TJ, other than, you know, holding your hand like it doesn't function properly. What? (laughs) What are you doing? What do you got going on there? Okay, so if you guys can't tell hand really doesn't function that well i cut it a couple weeks ago got a little bit of nerve damage if you can't tell yeah (laughs) it's a little fucked up but you know what i can still play around with the mouse i can still watch wrestling so at the end of the day my life's not that bad doing pre-pro on a tv show right now just doing a lot of podcasts just pumping out content left and right and trying to bring a new episode of uh jerk the curtain to all of those wonderful jerk offs out there you know i messaged Corey this morning and i said man i can't wait to jerk it with you later and I'm just so happy we're here just jerking it together. Uh, it's it's great. Yeah, it's it's one of those things, you know, I get a I get to look at my text messages. What time did you send that text message, TJ? Probably around 8:30 in the morning. <laughs> yeah, probably probably around uh worship o'clock. Yes. Sitting um, so. <laughs> <Send> at <it> church. <laughs> and then, you know, I I didn't know how to answer that. So, but no, it's it's all good. Um Man, and no, it's just it's been crazy, man. And I know I know you're keeping up on things, but I mean this is it's eventually gonna get pretty consistent, but um the wrestling world is just crazy right now, man. And uh I feel like we'd have to do a show literally every day for you guys to keep track. But there's plenty to talk about, just give you the highlights on all the BS. Um, but then also get to, you know, venture back into the retro wormhole, if you will, um, of everything that we find interesting of everything we used to watch. From the 70s, 80s, 90s, and early today, whatever. So, <laughs> <laughs> how about that for an infomercial? That that is an infomercial and a half. So let's get to today's match. 
It's a good one. It is a good one. So today's match is from January 17th, 1999. It is from WCW slash NWOs sold out 1999. And it's Chris Jericho versus Perry Saturn. And and TJ, what was what was uh, this sold outs gimmick? Oh, what is what was the sold out gimmick? Uh, well, it, it seemed like every pay-per-view had like a, a tagline. What was the tagline for this sold out? It doesn't say on the poster. No turning back. Oh, okay. And I think dun, dun, dun. <laughs> this one wasn't sponsored by uh, a company either. I think what, the year before this was Snickers. No. Yeah. This was WCW NWO presents. So ah, that's was, right. It was self-presented. Self-presented. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And the match we're doing is Chris Jericho versus Perry Saturn. It's a loser. Where's the dress match? <laughs> Surprise! <laughs> it's just yeah, and I, and and oddly enough, I think uh, well, let's just let's go over the match before I start. Giving What's up, it away. Jason Brooks? What? We got Jason Brooks is watching. Hey, look, that is so cool. See, that's the thing, guys. So TJ knows what he's doing. This guy, <laughs> Mister Maniac, does not. I'm like, how the hell does he know? Oh. <laughs> we got live updates yeah. now. We got 15 viewers right now, man. Uh, well. It's bound to go down or up, whatever. You know? Yeah, either way. So this pay-per-view also, what was the main event of this pay-per-view? It was Goldberg versus Scott Hall in a stun gun ladder match. And this was kind <laughs> of like a revenge for, what was the pay-per-view? That they, was it Greed? No, that was that was the year after this. What was no, it, it uh, God, what? No. Where he, where he stunned him. At the end, he lost the title at the end of the streak. Remember what the fuck was Wasn't that? Wasn't that Starcade? I think. And it, yes, it was Starcade. Oh, <laughs> uh, yes, yeah, Starcade '98. He came out because <laughs> see, technically, sold out is like the first since that's January. They tried yeah. to have Starcade around Christmas, mm-hmm. and that's what's weird because it all used to be like the WCW and WBF at the time. All their pay per views kind of lined up. Yeah, but WCW was really good about trying to keep Starcade in December. So sold out is kind of like the backlash of WBF or whatever the hell it is now. So, but yeah, that's, uh, it was following Starcade with the whole, you know, and it's cool because although the Paris Saturn match has nothing to do with what we'll talk about later, this is 99. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> okay. And what year is it right now? So this is 21 years ago. Yeah. And these names we're talking about are very relevant. Very, relevant, very relevant, especially one of them. <laughs> so, Stay in tune, stay it in mind. It's going to be pretty interesting to see the tangents we take with it. So, yeah, uh, our format is a very is one long segue into one big rant. So, right. be warned. <laughs> okay, so getting on to our normal questions of the match was the entrances hyped? Absolutely, but can we take a minute to talk about Jericho's hair? What the fuck? <laughs> You act so surprised, man. Like it was everywhere. That's just he was. I guess it, with all the the golden locks thing, he just thought, okay, if I if I sound and look obnoxious, yeah, then I'm selling my character. So that's when he really got into doing, you know, like ponytails everywhere, and accompanied by. <laughs> Do you know? <laughs> you know this guy's missing like half his teeth, right? Old Ralphus. <laughs> and I remember like he brought him on as a joke, and but like he used him. He got over life. real quick. Ralphus comes in with a half a t-shirt and <laughs> the guy <no> front teeth. <laughs> I wonder what that guy was doing before this. He was a driver. 
For what? For like the wrestlers between uh like yeah, right? He was just like a normal he was just one of the backstage guys and there and I was like, "Oh, Jericho's like he should come to the ring with me." And the guy got backstage. super over. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Oh, Perry Saturn just normal shit. And the, and the fucked up thing is we watched this on the network. So of course we got stupidly horribly dubbed music. Fucking we're watching it and the walls of Jericho starts playing. Now, immediately Corey's offended. Corey's just so like, fucking no, offended. That ain't right. Like, <laughs> but yeah, that's that's the only thing I hate of watching some of this stuff. It's like they they dial it back and yeah and try to dub it over for the copyright. I get that. Like I hate hearing the NWO like D track. It, it just yeah. I'm going, what is that? You know? That's like what they used in one of the video games around 2002. So <laughs> The best video games, though. The best video uh, games. Yeah, yeah. For the, at the time, yes. Uh, did the match have good flow? I I think so, just because those two guys... It, it's weird, because those... I don't know, TJ, what do you think? Like So WCW at the time... Those it guys seemed like a really polished cool match. Like, those guys were like... Just on it. Well, and that's the thing. So they're mid-carters around this time. And they're not. Uh... <laughs> my girlfriend, shout out to my girlfriend. Oh, okay. See, I'm, I'm, getting used to I'm so slow at reading, and it doesn't even. I can't even see the names. I was like, I was like, the right of what? My right or his right? <laughs> so, um, but it's interesting because these guys aren't cruiserweights. No, technically, this is past the cruiserweight when Jericho just kind of was in. So, I guess what the the TV title stuff. Yes. At the time, so the TV title was like... This is post-Dean Malenko era. Yeah, I am the man so, of a thousand and four holds! <laughs> I can't even put out my four fingers because I'm crippled. I'm sorry, wait. You said a thousand and four holds? holds? Yeah, you don't remember that? He came out to the ring and he had the picture of Dean Malenko. And Dean Malenko was the man of a thousand holds. And he's like, you may be the man of a thousand holds, but I'm the man of a thousand and four. And then he pulled out this sheet and he dropped it. And this big-ass sheet came out and he started reading. He's like, armbar! Armbar. <laughs> armbar number two. Leg lock. Ankle lock. armbar. Exactly. <laughs> and then like they cut to commercial and they come back and he's still reading. And that was the joke. <laughs> but this is post that. This is more TV title Jericho era. Ralphus type stuff. And uh, right around this time, uh, what was it? Was it the year before or the or this later this year that he started calling out Goldberg? No, it was last year. It was the year before this. It was 98 that he was calling out Goldberg. Okay, yeah, yeah. But uh, I think the match had really good flow. I Sure. Fucking Saturn's jacked to hell. Jericho's on the top of his game, and this is around the same time that he was considered a high flyer, especially in WCW, because, you know, he was one of the mainstays of that cruiserweight division, and then slowly he got over. You know, everyone was Jericho-holic, and they started, you know, rising up that card to the point where he was challenging for the TV title. People like right. Booker T and stuff held that TV title at that time, too, so. By the way, the TV title was cool because it looked like nice golden tinfoil like all crumpled up yeah it had a lot of texture to it that's that's what i remember the most so. but anyway uh was the match believable kaufman i want to say it was because again at the end we'll we'll, get, we'll talk about that but i just think that the storyline leading up to this and then how it progressed through the match and then caused the ending that it did i think that it just all makes sense I think it all worked really well within the context of the story. 
Yeah, I know it did. You know, the biggest thing about the believable part is the fact that at, the, at this time, you're looking at Perry Saturn being a uh, a jobber. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, at this, and it, and it kind of sucks because he was interesting. He just, he looked. Did odd. he ever get the past the point of just a jobber, though? Like, uh, I feel well, like. Well, see, 99, you're talking, this is, you know, like you said, this is post, um, what, post flock? Am I right? Yes. Okay, so I mean, he's—they're trying to figure out what to do with these guys. Um, you know, he was losing to people like uh, Canyon and Ernest Miller, and and it's just like, who else can we put him against? You know, uh, kind of situations. But uh, believable, yeah. I mean, they both had an acquired uh, set of skills, especially yeah. Jericho. So I mean, it was a good. You just kind of knew how it was going to end, but you know, it was, it was a good combination of, of wrestlers. They meshed well together. Kind of I mean, Jericho yeah. works. Jericho's just always been like really good, and I think just pairing him with you know, just even like a naturally gifted jobber or just like a mediocre <sighs> jobber like Saturn, like yeah, I think that's really good. What was that? I watched a match the other day. Was it Hog Wild? Saturn had like a really crazy match during that. You remember that one? The WCW Hog Wild one that was the live from uh, what was the uh, Bike Week? What's it called? Well, you were uh, Sturgis. Sturgis, that's what it was. Saturn Sturgis is the actual biker event, but Hog Wild is what WCW piggybacked off. Yes. Of, so. Yeah. Was that the one Jay Leno came out on? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, okay. Yeah. Jay, that, that was shoot. Yeah. Yeah. That was that was a while ago. It was. <laughs> <laughs> but that's only because he did all the hot or the bikes and motorcycles and yes. and auto stuff so yeah anyway enough of the sidebars with wcw stuff we're horrible yeah, that. Days. but uh favorite moment of the match kaufman <sighs> Pro- man but i feel like if i say it now it gives away the you match. can't say the ending okay it was the ending. Can me. we talk about the over-the-top rope bump that Jericho took? Just fucking what? flying out of the goddamn ring. And 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 you said what? He doesn't really care for that. I don't anymore. think he really doesn't do that shit anymore. You, you don't think he can catch air anymore? Okay. Well, Jericho's probably my favorite wrestler of all time. Give me shit. I'm an AEW mark. Okay. Uh. <laughs> I just did the Lucha Brothers thing because I'm wearing a Lucha Brothers shirt. I'm throwing them gang signs. Okay. <laughs> but anyway, I just don't think that Jericho at age what? What is he now? 40, 48? He's not going to be taking bumps flying over the top rope the way he did. <laughs> I mean, I, I listen to talk He's to Jericho dead. a lot. And uh, he, whenever LaParca died. He was yeah. just like, you can't be doing that. That shit's dangerous. Like, duh. Like, yeah, that's, that, I guess he did enough up until again. You got, what was he considered this time? A high flyer. Sure. It wasn't until like the WWF time where he really started, you know, the heavyweight scene really started being the world champion type. Yeah, but he still did quite a few. I mean, the, the whole lion salt stuff. I mean, yeah. I can't do that. So, And he can still do it to this day. He did it last night. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't want to see that. I wouldn't pay money to see all that. <laughs> but I think the match was really believable. Uh, well, shit, we're not even that. Favorite moment Your of the match? Favorite Mine would have to be the crazy fucking over the top rope bump he took. Okay. Okay. That's fair. What about the worst, the shittiest moment? 
It's the same for me. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Which I mean, that's the thing. I mean, at what point do I? Because see, the favorite moment, the crappiest moment, match interference. Like I, I'm gonna have to wait till we get to that point. But so my favorite's still the end. But you'll see, you'll hear why in a little bit. So TJ. Okay. So normally we'd ask what a finisher count was, but there was only one finisher and it was botched. He tried to do the lion salt, which I wouldn't even consider a finisher. It's more of like a unique move that he has. Uh, Saturn got the legs up as it's easy to counter that move. I mean, it's either you're fucking hitting it or you're not. So there was really no rings of Saturn. There was no uh, lion tamer. There was none of that shit. So we can't really say a finisher count. Was there any blood? No. No. Okay, so it goes on to the next question. Kaufman, you can kind of answer this. Was there any interference in the match? Outside interference, no. But there was a third gentleman in the ring of these two combatants, and that was the referee. Who had previous altercations with Saturn. Correct. Yes, that Shivani mentions, mentions prior to the match. Right, and what's his name? I can't fucking... Oh, I don't even remember what the goddamn referee was. Was it Charles Robinson? No. Randy Anderson? You, you would think. You would think. Um, oh, Mickey Henson. Yeah, but that's not the name he went by. Oh. He went by, uh, I'm going to forget already, crap. Uh, Dickerson is what, um, <laughs> last name. Total Dickerson is what I call him. Okay. <laughs> I can't remember his first name. Sucks. Fair enough. Fair enough. But yeah, he totally, uh, it's not a botch. It's more, <laughs> okay. It's purposeful. It's, it's just, it's funny because, I mean, I don't think the normal fan would have noticed him flipping, like reversing. So we ball. had a roll up. Yeah. We kind of had, what, what do we call, what do we want to call what they were doing? It was just kind of a, a reversal back and forth, and then Saturn finally rolled him up. It had Jericho, yeah, and the referee, and the referee, referee comes him. by and like pushes it over so that it gets reversed, and, and then he the- goes one, two, three, <laughs> and I'm going. TJ's like, I can't even count that fast. What happened? And I'm going, That's what it is. What it is. Yeah, you know. So, so, yeah. So interference, not technically, but technically there was. Uh, I'll just, you know, a big um, interference thing with the referee kind of determining the match, but for obvious reasons. I mean, you can tell because he even tried to zip up the dress at the end of it. So in case you weren't aware, Perry Saturn loses, gets to wear the beautiful cheetah dress. I don't know where they got it from, but somehow it fit over him. I know TJ liked it, so. Yeah, fucking Ralphus the whole time. It's just on the outside of the ring getting the dress ready. And then Shivani's like, I know who that is. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> well, and it's funny, too, because I never, Jericho's acting so, like, five-year-old. He's like, he's laughing and pointing, and, yeah. you know, it, they tried to oversell it, I guess. It's just. And we see a lot of, like, Jericho, the way he's acting now, like, heel Jericho now, acting the yeah. same way as he does today. Sure. With just the screaming at the opponent. Just that's his thing. It's his thing. I love it. it, it it's fucking great. And I mentioned it during the match about, which we'll get to later. We'll talk about it later. But was the crowd fired up? Absolutely. Fucking everyone there yeah. was a Jericho-holic, man. Yep. I mean, it's 
It sounded good. I would say they were still probably half into it just because it wasn't the main event. But yeah. I mean, for what that match was, it being a dress match, I mean, it, you know, it, it sounded better than I think what it looked like. So I agree. I agree. So was the match outcome fair? <laughs> negative. That was a negative. Yeah. That, that whole wrong. Again, referee interference, the quickest three count. I mean, I've only seen one thing quicker than that, and I can't talk about it on air. Uh, oh, oh, there we go. <laughs> so, no, the outcome was not fair. Are we even going to give this match a good rating? Like, it was a good match, no. but the, the the ending was just... If fucked. it would have ended in some other way, whether, inter, like, an actual, like, someone got smashed in the head with a... A trash, a trash can, or like I don't know, disqualification. But I mean, go ahead if you want to. I want to give it a thing. good, just because of the technical aspects and then the chain race wrestling that we did see. I want to give it at least a three out of five. Take the two points away for the ending. Two? What the fuck's the average of that? I'm sorry. Two point seven five. Two and a half. We'll be okay. We'll be okay. But but the thing was about this match, I mean, this is so, you know, me and TJ were trying to figure this out earlier, but you're looking, this was in January. So you got a, you know, Jericho's at the time pretty fresh into his last year of his contract. Mm -hmm. So you're looking at what do we do with this guy for the next 12 months? And I really didn't think they had any intention of signing him. It just, he wasn't, he wasn't part of their plan if you want to say so and you got to understand russo uh was over wwf at this time and on, on an episode of talk to jericho when he have, whenever he did have vince russo on he talked about jericho leaving wcw going over to vince mcmahon's house with russo being there and then talking about jericho signing with the wwf now around that same time jericho does go over there and a couple months later russo goes goes to wcw and completely kills jericho's push because you remember he debuted and was yeah. supposed to beat The Rock. Yeah. Because you remember that fucking amazing entrance where he just fucking. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, the whole, yeah, the whole Y2K, Y2J. That, that was a great. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Whatever that is. That's yes. that. Remember the intro there? The, oh, yeah. Yeah, it was fucking great. Oh, the early days. But anyway. So, yeah. So, well, real quick. So, yeah, you're looking at January. So, what do we determine? You six got, uh, six months of action, then the then the switch. Yeah. And then... Because the switch happened in August on Raw, so August of 99. August 9th, I think you said he, he debuted? Of 99, yeah. yeah. And I believe that was against The Rock, if my memory serves me correct. Well, I mean, debut, that's when he first came out. You know, that's yeah. when he, you know, was coming out and doing his thing. And, and uh, it's pretty... Pretty electric. And I only uh, say and, six and, months of action because they had a good solid month of like teasing the Y2J thing. Well, yeah. I mean, you know, and doing it all pre, you know, Y2K 2000. So yeah. I remember uh, around this time, like early days of the internet. And I remember like uh, everything was like rumors and shit like that. Like just, there was nothing of such thing as news. It was just fanboys in their basement coming up with like ideas and putting them well, on websites. You know what's funny about that though? Do you remember the WCW hotline? Oh, I did see like old commercials for that. 
Yes. That was hilarious. It's like, oh, there's a rumor. Call in today and spend $10 a minute and your parents won't know. <laughs> everything that won't happen next week. And that's yeah. exactly what they did. Like, I didn't do it because I knew it would show up and I was like, dude, my parents are going to, I couldn't even order a t-shirt. Yeah. You know, off, let alone make a, a, a hotline phone call to the WCW rumor mill. Because that's all you could really do at the time with mm-hmm. no internet. So I remember kayfabe was like reality at this point. Sure. Yeah. There was definitely a blurred line there. So enough of that match. Let's go. Time. Actually, you know, let's go throwback. Some more Jericho do it. shit. Yeah. Do it. We talked about this a little bit. This is Jericho calling out Goldberg. Okay, I don't know if I have to pick this apart much. We saw the sign. That was not Goldberg's dressing room back there. We know that Goldberg is not here. Who are you trying to fool here this week? First of all, Brian, we love you. Come back soon. Second of all, you know as well as I know that Goldberg is here. You saw me knocking on his private dressing room door. He never answered. You saw me waiting in the parking lot. He never showed up. Goldberg, you are not the indestructible madman that everyone thinks you are. You're not the invincible maniac that everyone says you are. To me, you're just another guy who got into this business way too easily. You've been given way too much in way too short of a time. You're not indestructible. Heck, you're not even gold. You're just green. So Greenberg, come out here and let me... Oh shit! What did I do? He never showed up. (laughs) Goldberg, you are not the invincible madman that everyone thinks you are. You're not the invincible maniac that everyone says you are. To me, you're just another guy who got into this business way too easily. You've been given way too much in way too short of a time. You're not indestructible. Heck, you're not even gold. You're just green. (laughs) So Greenberg, come out here and let me give you what all these Jericho-holics want me to give you, and that's a first-class butt-whipping. Come on, Goldberg, introduce him, Skiavone. Introduce him, the man is here. You saw him here, too. Introduce him. Introduce Goldberg. Goldberg, come on out. Maybe he is here. It'll be interesting to see if the man's here. <laughs> the man's here. <laughs> yeah. I'm excited. Well, Lee, that's his music. <laughs> In the past, we've seen Jericho bring out, shall we say, the, the mini Goldberg, the honey mustache of the Goldberg. You know, the worst thing that could happen to Chris Jericho tonight on Thunder is that Goldberg walks out here. All right, uh, Jericho's demanding a, a, that Nick Petrick count here. Oh, the bell is wrong. Let's see where it goes. Come on, Greenberg. <laughs> the bell has sounded, and we're in the midst of a count here, guys. Come on, the man's not. We... Ring the bell. Yeah. Ring the bell for what? <laughs> uh, I just say Nick Petrick ring the bell. Look at, look at. Jericho thinks he's won the match from the Invisible Man. Yeah. He didn't beat Topper. I was going to say, great. Jericho beats Claude Rains. Zero! <laughs> oh, you got to love it, guys. You got to love it. Oh. 
You know, it's weird. I almost forgot. I was like, I, for some reason, in the back of my mind, I was thinking the debut of Gilberg. Right. And I was like, wait, this ain't it. And I was trying to think real hard. Like, so, but that, that was a pretty fun gimmick. I mean, him just kind of doing he that. He knew like of- Goldberg's not going to show up on Thunder. So he just kept challenging him and beating him. Like you said, that's the third time he's done it. (laughs) He is. What do they call him? The reverend of reinvention. Wow. That's what uh, JR calls him. I'll take your word for it. (laughs) So Corey, uh, do your book or tea thing. (laughs) (laughs) It's time. I wish I had like, Oh, you know what? I'm going to get some fake dreads. Okay. And be like, Newsflash, sucker! <laughs> so last <laughs> night we had AEW All Elite Wait. Wrestling. Oh. Hulk Hogan? Never mind. I'm just. <laughs> <laughs> we coming for you. Go ahead, TJ. Okay, so last night was AEW's Revolution, and it was a sold out crowd, and it was incredible. With the main event being Chris Jericho versus John. Moxley! And we got a new championship last night. Well, a new champion. John Moxley fucked up Jericho. Something bad, man. And it was great. It was a great match. Every match on that card, we started off with Jake Hager versus Dustin Rhodes. Then we was had, that a dark match? No. the first Actually, the first no. the buy-in match was SCU versus Dark Order. Okay. Okay. That's okay. Gotcha. Which we'll talk about when we get to our third talking point. Uh, with the Dark Order. But the cool thing is there is that Cole Cabana debuted for AEW during that match. Mm-hmm. And he is in a an official part-time wrestler, backstage guy, and commentator. So we'll definitely see some more from Colt Cabana. And then after that, like I said, we had the Hager-Rhodes match with Hager winning. And then we had Guevara versus Darby Allen, And Guevara did that 450 off the top rope and through the table. Holy shit! Those guys got some main event shit in them. And that's then, an A match. A match yes, right there. It is. Then we have Chris Statlander versus Nyla Rose. Nyla Rose retained. Uh, <laughs> that's all I could say. Uh, I wonder why. Don't even do that. <laughs> well, I'm just saying it's. They're pushing her right now, okay? Obvious. They're just pushing her because she's got mad heat for multiple reasons. Uh,. <laughs> Okay, enough of the awkward silence. Then we have Hangman Page, Kenny Omega versus the Young Bucks with the uh, Kenny Omega and Hangman retaining their titles. Another amazing match, perfect storyline, and we and we teased a Hangman heel turn at the end. A plus, a, a plus. plus. And then we had Pac versus Orange Cassidy. What the fuck was that? <laughs> it started off with the normal. Uh, Let's kick each other's heels very lightly. And then Pac kind of got to see what Orange Cassidy really can do. And, you know, the whole world really got to see what Orange Cassidy can do. The whole sloth style of really slow mixed in with really fast. And it was it was really entertaining. I, I'd say it was probably one of the most entertaining matches on the card easily. And then we had uh, MJF versus Cody Rhodes. <laughs> the emotion in that match was crazy. But we need to talk about something with Cody Rhodes. Kaufman, what did you think about that new neck tattoo? Dude, I was really hoping it was like some type of endorsed temporary thing. Um, 
it, I just, you know, I, it, it was odd to me just cause like I had seen the pictures leading up to it. Yeah. And, uh, the, it just, I didn't feel like I was really hoping it wasn't real. Cause man, it goes like from his neckline to his earlobe and it looks like a giant red and blue shield. Right. Yeah. Like, it's, the, it's going, the skull with the American flag in there, you know, the nightmare. That just collect. means he's going to have to get higher collar dress shirts that go up to his ears. It just, also, I don't like it. I also, his entrance, tracking. he had the band that plays his entrance song play live for him to come out. But And you know what's weird about that? You know what's really odd about that? And I wanted to do a, uh, I've been wanting to do this for a while, is like 95% of the time, on average, anyone who has a grand entrance or an entrance with a band loses their match i don't know why jericho had a special entrance lost the match cody had a special entrance lost the match and it's the same across all do you know um, how they sold that because they both are people of higher standings jericho's the champion so he makes more money so he can afford that cody rhodes is the evp so he makes more money so he gets these special entrances well i'm just saying if you want to compare it to anything with the wwfe wwe tried to do like, you know, Triple H's Terminator. Anyone who has a grand entrance mm-hmm. like that, almost always, you know, put money on it, they'll lose. Because it's just, I guess that's their high, and then the other person's supposed to look like kind of a, you know, mid-range. So, you know, that's... Yeah, of course. It's still a good match, though. Yeah, it was damn good. And then, of course, the main event, John Moxley versus Chris Jericho, with Moxley beating him to win the AEW World Championship. Uh, Moxley doing his amazing speech at the end, then his, his music starting to hit halfway through. You and your part six stuff. Uh, <laughs> uh, I told you about that. Them playing his music halfway through his speech. He's like, ah, not done yet. I'm making this up as I go along. This is not the, the Oscars. This is not the Academy Awards. Yeah. And we also had the Lucha Brothers show up last night to interfere. Yes. Yes. I like those guys. Yes, they're they're really cool. Uh, I like <laughs> to see nice. more more them more often on television. I think these guys would be a fucking great tag team champions. They're, they're just they're just great visually. I mean, there's just something about because I think you got to have that kind of side. I don't want to call them a sideshow act because they're too good for that. Mm-hmm. But just something that you're going, whoa, okay, yeah. like, what's going on here and what's going on here. And it's yeah. hard to tell. Are they heel or are they baby face? Because like they're so man. I'll tell you what. When I seen them live, they, it was, <laughs> but you can't tell. They're just the crowd loved it. But no matter what they did, and didn't it, one of your 49ers were, even do the Lucha Brothers thing during the Super Bowl? TJ, see, this is why you need to spread me around the Do Back Network. <laughs> that's it. It's not, but. That's it's a wrestling fan who does it. George Kittle does it, tied in for the San Francisco 49ers. He scores or gets the first down, and he's like, you know. And what and what does Pentagon Jr. do? <laughs> the same fucking thing. <laughs> he must have got, I don't know. I mean, winners do what winners do, whatever. Exactly. So. Exactly. Uh, but let's just say this definitely set the bar even higher for AEW. Uh, with an amazing, with a sold out pay-per-view. And then they announced halfway through the uh, pay-per-view that we're going to have another similar event to like they had it with Bash at the Beach. This one's going to be a War Games type match called Blood what? and Guts. Yes. So that will be March 25th in New Jersey. The tri-state area is getting blood and guts. Two rings, big ass cage, 
I'm going to call it now the elite versus the inner circle. Okay. You're okay with that? And then listen to my theory. Moxley is the champion for at least a year, and they use that to establish his dominance, and then that will lead up to an eventual hangman push after they lose the titles. Hangman essentially being the new Stone Cold with the beer drinking. Do you think but you think Hangman and you think that'll be one of those internal conflicts? I think like, he's gonna make a you're heel a turn. Cha- you're a tag team champion, but you're too concentrated on worrying about the world champion. So are do you going to be a team and then there'll be some internal conflict? Uh, well they fight each other, then it's a number one contender, whoever wins that. Well, like I said, they they yeah. teased a heel turn. So I see like him yeah. turning on the elite, him then then he, him becoming a heel, then using that to push him against Moxley, because Moxley's technically a babyface. Yes. Technically. He's, he's a, a deathmatch babyface. However the fuck you want to spin that, that's what he is. Uh, so they're going to push Hangman after the heel turn. They're going to drop the titles to somebody. I hope it's the Bucks, eventually, but they can only milk that storyline out so much, especially seeing with the uh, upcoming Blood and Guts pay-per-view with the Elite versus the Inner Circle. So it's going to be interesting to see come Wednesday, which we'll again, we'll talk about even more because of uh, three signings that were recently announced and one that's very (sighs) rumored, (sighs) which will just really just take things up a notch for AEW. But before we get into uh, our rumors and signings, let's talk about something Corey's very passionate about and the current universal champion. (laughs) Is he really 50? He is 50. And before you fuckers go out there and say, well, Jericho was a champion at 48, he hasn't stopped wrestling. <laughs> He's been relevant for over a calendar year. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that's the thing, man. I didn't even know. Goldberg didn't even come back until they started advertising for this whole Saudi Arabia super showdown Which is show. bullshit anyway. Fucking sell Do they do it twice a year now? Or how many times a year do they I do I want to say it's twice a year. It's so it's it's WrestleMania for everybody who's not in America. Essentially. <laughs> and like it was weird. I heard he was on the Saudi Arabia showdown show getting a title match before he was even back in on TV. And I'm going, Yeah, why? And not only did they do that, they had to make a storyline like this, and then they went ahead and pushed him to win the title against Bray Wyatt. I don't know if it's because Bray Wyatt's the whole Fiend characters running a little slow. It obviously I think, doesn't well, have right now. Up. This is my theory. The yeah. the fiend is probably the most over wrestler in WWE right now. Uh, and I want to say that they're doing that only because they wanted him to drop the title that way that he could face Cena at WrestleMania, and then Reigns could have the spear off with Goldberg for the championship at WrestleMania as well. So that means Edge will interfere. Yes, and we'll have a triple spearway. <laughs> well, I saw a meme the other day, and it was like, "Dude, Edge's Edge stole Roman Reigns' spear," and it's like, "What? No, Edge stole <laughs> Goldberg's spear, motherfucker!" Like he was just cool before that. <laughs> yeah, I just, I, I can see why they're doing it, but then, like, literally, the Fiend loses the title, then he calls out John Cena the next night, and he comes out in the most nonchalant way, mm-hmm. out of character, in terms of the whole. Glides, you know, and I'm like, he just points at the sign. I mean, everybody points at the sign. I want, you know what? For our shows, I'm gonna get a WrestleMania sign and put it back here on my wall here. And so every time I'm like, <laughs> no context needed. No context <laughs> <Yes>. needed. <laughs> 
just because and it just it i remember when it used to be cool to just like stare like i guess that means they're gonna fight well yeah no Corey, i wonder how many people tuned in saw my AEW shirt and our and our WCW background and they're like WWE marks and they just immediately turned off when we, they hear us talking shit on Goldberg. <laughs> I'm over that. It's not I'm looking um, at our viewers and they spike and then they drop. And then they spike and then they drop. <laughs> I hope we're catching on. I, I I just hope that people are getting pissed the moment they realize that we're uh not really big fans of the big company right now. Uh, I mean, and that's that try, but, and I'm, I know it's not hard to talk about this, but mm-hmm. then you go from that to the whole undertaker thing mm-hmm. and like to him to come out on a tournament, he wasn't supposed to be in mm-hmm. to make a showing. It took him longer to come out in his hat and cloak than it was to beat AJ Styles. And I'm going, he didn't even like take his hat off yet. So it's like, why and and here you know the funniest part about that about him winning that trophy he didn't take it with him he just left, he left <laughs> and i'm going you forgot your frozen liquid urine trophy back here <laughs> it's like a yellow jello mold it's all like you know whatever yeah. and i'm going i just i just i know it's i know it's probably very eclectic for what the super showdown show is and Dubai all that. I, I, it's over my head, man, but it's just not working for me. There's some other aspects that they're doing. That's okay. But I don't know. Let's move that's on to why, like, that's why we review the good old days. Exactly. <laughs> first, because modern so. stuff is spotty at best. I would rather watch Perry Satter put on a dress than Goldberg with a title. Sorry. I said it. Now, time to crank up the old rumor mill. Come Wednesday night, a lot of shit's going to happen. AEW signed Lance Archer, Cole Cabana. And whose contract ran up at midnight last night, Corey? Delete! 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 Delete, delete, delete. Yeah, what is it? Is it this? That that was, remember, uh, version one, Matt Hardy. I just don't know if it's, yeah, this? Yeah. Is it? I don't know. V1? I, yeah, I can tell one. you one thing. The girlfriend don't like it. Uh, oh <laughs> uh, anyway. Uh, yeah, we, we think Matt Hardy's going to show up and be the exalted one in the dark order. Like, you know, 95% of other wrestling fans out there. I think that that's something that uh, needs to happen. And I just hope that they come out and it's just a, the biggest pop you've ever fucking seen. I think it would be. Yeah. And it's going to change the game. Having all these international superstars on your roster with Lance Archer coming on, Colt Cabana. I mean, now we just need Marty Scroll and Nick Aldis to sign, and we got shit fucking pumping. But then again, Nick Aldis is over at fucking NWA, just crushing the fucking game, killing the fucking game over there. That 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 style of wrestling is, has Corey all over it. The old school fucking... Yeah, just big fucking burly guys just beating the shit out of each other. Completely storyline driven. That's fucking, that's the dope shit right there. I can uh, deal with that. Yeah. It's old school NWA. Billy Corgan, you're doing a good job, buddy. You're doing a good job. I mean, I guess the world isn't a vampire, right? Uh, <laughs> uh, nice. Anyway. Yeah, so I think that AEW has a huge fucking potential here, especially seeing that they're crushing NXT on a routinely basis. Still, 
on the ratings. And Cody's even talked about moving to Monday nights. I mean, that's your 897,000 viewers versus a 1.5 million raw viewers. Now, give it another year, and I bet you're going to be close to that easily, Mm -hmm. especially after this toy line drops and every kid wants one. And then you get those kids viewers on there. You know what I mean? No, that, that sounds about right. I think that's how it's going to work. It's just, it's, they, they're going to, like I said, I know we've said it before. I still think it's going to take to even really be I, the, the contracts, the TV stations, they're not going to really want to pump onto a, a Monday night head to head. And they did announce an extra hour of TV time, which they said yeah. might be a separate show, which will be like dark, but like, that's fair. Yeah. And the way then, they brand the dark stuff, especially at live events, I think that's necessary, and that'd be good. I, mean, I liked it. I liked the dark matches that they had. So they also announced uh, on Instagram like their version of the power plant. Okay. Yeah, I, I can't remember what it was called, but uh, I'd have to look. Cutie Marshall and Cody have a big. Uh, oh, there's Cutie Marshall. You'd have to look it up, but it's uh, it's really cool. It's essentially just. The new version of the WCW power plant, but it's AEW. It's Nightmare Factory or something. I think it's called the Nightmare Factory or something like that. Oh, that's a cool name. It's like a horror movie. Yeah. Like you think about it, the whole Corey, the whole not Cody thing is like the, you know, the uh, the, the way it's, oh man. Uh, okay. The One Fall Power Factory. Is that, it? Ha- the, the logo is like an apple with a bite, bite, like a. It just says the One Fall Power Factory near Atlanta. Maybe that's it. I can't remember what it was called. That's too many words. Yeah, I agree. The OFPF? No, I would have. They need a branding manager like me in there to, to <laughs> redo that. The Nightmare Factory would have been awesome. <laughs> so, oh, one Cody reveals the AW will have a training facility. The One Fall Power Factory. Oh, okay. Hey, side note. Side note. Check this out. But it looks like the facility he's referring to, the One Fall Power Factory in Norcross, Georgia, owned by Michael Q.T. Marshall, a former WCW star known as Glacier. What? Q.T. <laughs> uh, Marshall's Glacier? Yeah. Oh, my God. Ray Glacier Lloyd, man. Glacier. The all-encompassing Glacier. You have like a thing for him. We've always talked about him since the beginning of our friendship. It's always been It's like if, if 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 crew cut Sting and Sub-Zero had a baby and it was ran into the ground and overpromoted, it'd be Glacier. Yeah. <laughs> so, sorry, man. I just I I read that and I was like, no way! That's awesome. So that's fucking sweet. That's great. Cutie was uh, trained by Scott Hall. Yes. That's pretty fucking sweet. Anyway, uh, wow. Cutie and Glacier. That's fucking nuts. Ah! You're welcome. <laughs> Dude, if I wouldn't have read that, I wouldn't have known. It's not funny, <laughs> hilarious to me. So, What did we say whenever AEW first started? It is the, the second coming of WCW. <laughs> Just, yeah, probably won't be ran into the ground. So, yeah. Because we're not buying contracts from other companies. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the, and the cool thing is about the Power Factor 2, you're going to have two, you know, um, you know, they hired on Dean Malenko as their uh, mm-hmm. senior producer and coach for that, right? Yes. Okay. But then the two coaches, Jerry Lynn and Billy Gunn, that's 
those guys are still in great shape. So you're not yeah, you got to watch a gun club match live, didn't you? Yeah, yeah, yes, I did. And that they and then Cody announced after that match that uh, both Billy and his son had full time contracts. Yes. So that was cool. The ass yeah, man so, and the ass boy. Ass man, and then they dubbed him the ass boy on that show. The fans just said it enough, and <laughs> and Cody goes, "The fans want it. That's your that's your new thing." So it's just like. <laughs> It's just surreal that it's like literally his son is a mini me of him, like a fraction of the height, but their face. Oh my God. Right. It's, it's like a, it's like a 30%. It's like a 60% carbon copy. Yeah. <laughs> also, do you remember uh, uh, Luther who came out with the nightmare people? Yes. Uh, he's now a singles competitor since that group broke up. He's uh, starting a feud with Jimmy Havoc, so we're going to see some death matches going on in fucking AEW. Yeah, uh, okay, okay. Isn't that going to be sweet? Just fucking Japan-style death yeah. matches? <laughs> and then uh, Cody announced, no, Tony Khan announced that Dark Order is going to be getting a heavy AEW dark push. So I think that that's where Matt Hardy's going to come around and really just kind of like... That makes sense. Unleash the woke. <laughs> Plenty of room for it, so yeah. yes. It'll be cool. I'm, I'm kind of happy that the whole awesome Kong angle's over. She's kind of more of a backstage girl right now. The cheats the up and coming female wrestler. Yeah, the absolutely. Fe- AEW's female wrestler scene is so fucking cool because there's such a wide variety of different styles. I mean, personally, sure. I think Britt Baker is one of the best. Uh, definitely not biased to where she's from, but mm-hmm. uh, she's just entertaining as hell, and her finisher is fucking incredible. It matches her gimmick, which isn't really a gimmick because it's actually who she is. Oh yeah, yeah. What are your uh, what are your, what are some of the wrestlers that you like from AEW? I don't know, it, it, I'll tell you what, they're all pretty damn cool. Um, it was really cool going to a live match because it really gave me a chance to uh, see it all in a different perspective. Because I just kind of you know heard it vicariously through you, watched a couple things, so to watch it live was so cool. Because I kept thinking I missed out on a lot back in the day in WCW. Um, the smaller venue, it's more promising. Not a bad seat in the house. Um, but what was interesting, I couldn't get over the fact that, you know, learning that week previous to that event that uh, Marco Stunt was so involved, like like down the road locally um, with all the guys that I kind of bump shoulders with and, and do some security stuff for at some of these wrestling events. And so it was cool to get that kind of perspective. And then he's almost like the hometown favorite. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, his care, you know, the skill of everybody, but yeah, the Lucha brothers, man, I, I really gravitate towards what they do as a team and, and, and their gimmicks and their outgoingness um, and just all they have. I mean, it's just, it was real fun to watch. So those are probably my top two favorites right now. Um but there, I don't know, man. I'd have to really go back through. I, I'm holding them all to a high standard because of you. So it's it's really cool. My nine-year-old's uh, favorite women wrestler is Big Swole. And Jurassic Express, of course, is her favorite tag team. Mm-hmm. And uh, she's a big Jericho fan. I don't know why. Uh, <laughs> I mean, what other nine-year-old could sing the theme song to talk as Jericho? Uh, Fair. Okay. <laughs> But big things coming up for AEW, uh, stuff I probably won't watch from WWE. Uh, <laughs> I'll fill you in. I'll try my best. Yeah, I'll, I'll catch the shitty news on, online. You know, it, it's just constant fighting on Facebook. 
Yeah. Between WWE and AEW marks. It's it's fun because I like to think that that's what it was 20 years ago still. And the fact that AEW has made that big of a splash that there's even conversations like this just goes to show that they're a force to be reckoned with. Exactly. And someone had said recently that Vince actually brought them up in a uh, stockholder meeting. Really? Yeah. That means he's acknowledging them. That means there's something that's there. Interesting. I mean, only yeah, that makes sense. All we can do is wait and see uh, how things unfold and uh, pre-order them action figures. If you have the chance from wicked cool toys. No complaints here, man. I, I, I just, it's like, I don't know how many waves do you think they had in mind or already planned? Yeah, but uh, we will be back. I can't tell you when, because again, these episodes are so spotty and few and far between. Uh, just kind of enjoy them while we can give them. We're busy guys. We love wrestling and we'll keep it up to date as much as we can. Corey, anything else you want to say before we uh, sign off? No, man, I got to go back and finish this. I got to, I'm learning circuitry ah. today. So as long as I don't electrocute myself, I'm good, but no, man, I think we're good. And then I look forward to the next one. There'll be plenty more to talk about. And, uh, just so you know, our fans are kind of aware. So the next kind of overview will be on you know what. Tell them our kind of how we like to bounce. So Cordy is mostly WCW stuff like that. He's a big fan of the NWO, and I'm more ECW modern stuff. Uh, so we kind of switch back and forth, and then we'll also have some special guests on. I know that a couple of you jerk offs out there want to hop on as a guest and that's cool as hell so you guys will be have the opportunity to pick some of these matches for us but normally we just go back and forth and pick different matches uh rotations normally ecw attitude era wwf and then most of the wcw stuff i mean we've done things from war games to up until closing you know what was it war, war games 93 we did Yes. 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 Sorry. I didn't think about it. Yep. Yeah. That was that was awesome. But yeah, uh probably next week is our back to our normal rotation. Uh oh, Dale Silva says, fuck you. Laugh my ass off. Dale comes on every once in a while too, but it's but it's been a while. It's been a while. I know. It's like we're waiting with his uh sound clip just to be played again. Fuck you, you know? Dale. Fuck you. Uh <laughs> Corey slowly reading his wife's comments. Uh, <laughs> Everyone's like, what are they talking about batteries for? I, it's like, okay. <laughs> yeah. But anyway, guys, thank you for another. Well, thank you for joining us on another episode of the jerk. The curtain podcast. This is your host with the motherfucking most TJ Bowser signing off guys. Thank you so much. Uh, jerk the curtain. See you soon. This is the mid South maniac signing off guys. Thanks.